Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Finding Forrester. I watched the second half of Finding Forrester. And this is the the other other half. Well, guys, it's coming to an end. Notable actor... And woman beater, Sean Connery, is dead in the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, And we didn't plan this when we were setting up the list, although I kind of... I thought we did. No. When we we were setting the list up, Sean Connery hadn't died yet. Oh, yeah. So we incidentally watched a movie that had Sean Connery in it. Yeah. It was a starring role, basically. Yes. I mean, is Sean Connery going to be like a minor role in a movie? Um, I guess he was in like... He was in Highlander. He was kind of a minor role. Wasn't he the Highlander? Yeah. No, he was the he was like the he was like, he was well, like he a, basically a, the same part he played here where he was a mentor, mentor type mentor figure. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess the smallest one I guess would be was it called like Time Bandits? I think I don't know. Anyway, oh, yeah, Time Bandits. He's a very minor part in Man. Time Bandits. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's gonna most likely be like the mentor or that's the true. spy. Um, the old spy, the retired spy, the, retired the extraordinary spy. gentleman spy. <sighs> Did you ever see that movie? I did, but I was a kid, so I thought it was good. Yeah, same. <laughs> now I'm like, no. I haven't seen it. When's the last time you saw it? I, since I was a kid, but I remember it. And I've I've read more of the actual like graphic novel. Oh, yeah. And it sounds so much cooler. Like It deals with so well, many The graphic novel is by Alan Moore, right? Yeah, written by Alan yeah, yeah. Moore. And the oh, yeah. art in it's gorgeous. Yeah, I saw the art of it. I'm like, that looks cool. I should yeah. read the book. It's, but I, I should also watch it. the movie again. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it'd be really fun to watch how bad it is. Maybe, I guess. Maybe but... see if I remember any parts. All I remember is like a scene of in the snow and a sniper. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't even remember that. I don't think there's any snows or snipers in this movie. No. It takes place in the heat of New York City. New York City in right? the Bronx, baby. The Bronx, that's right. Um, this is a weird movie in it, a lot of ways. Well, it's a weird movie. It feels like they, I know this. I can, it doesn't just feel like it. I feel like I know this. It draws heavily from like, um, Dead Poet Society. Oh, I felt like it drew, drew heavily from, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yes. That's the other thing I was going to say. I was going to say Goodwill Hunting and it's like a combination of the two. Yeah. In a way. Do you know... I don't know if I just dropped this information now. I'm going to drop it now. This movie was directed by Gus Van Sant. Okay, I don't know who that is. Okay, you do know who that is. No, I do not. Yes, you do. No, he... I don't, Mike. Don't tell me. Don't it's tell not me what your I fault. know. It's not your fault. He <laughs> he directed uh, Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. That checks out. So, Goodwill Hunting. Like, let, let's. let I'm just going to list off the things I know about this movie. Well, Goodwill Hunting came out three years before. Good. Good point, Ethan. Yeah, three years, yeah. Right. Goodwill Hunting came out before this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, this movie has an unexpected prodigy who is nervous to stand out and wary of higher education meets with a broken intellectual with a beard. They both help each other to grow. Also, he falls in love with a highly educated woman. And there's also a pompous teacher and a dickbag who is also an intellectual and rich and better off. Yeah. Basically the same movie. Basically the same Except movie. for ones with math. And the others, this one's with like writing and writing. poetry. That's the Dead Poet Society part. Right. Now, mm-hmm. I pose to you this. Gus Van Sant made these movies in this order. He made Goodwill Hunting. Okay. He made a ton of money and a ton of acclaim. Yeah, He's yeah. a big name director. Got it. Do you know what movie he made immediately after that? No. Psycho. Oh, the Shot for Shot remake? The Shot for Shot remake of Psycho. Okay. Interesting then, choice. 
Do you know what movie made after Psycho? Uh, Psycho 2. This one. Okay. This movie is the Psycho of Goodwill Hunting. He's just making theory. the same movie again. Now, but there's a he's twist. doing it on purpose. Uh huh. You're right. There's a twist. What's the twist? The twist is it's in New York. It's in New it's, York and the main, City. The main protagonist, the genius, is black, which yes. plays into some of the the themes. aspects of the yeah. film. But I propose another thing. Now, in Goodwill Hunting, Will Hunting is the guy that we're following, and he's the one that has to grow over time and improve. Yes. In this movie. Uh, Jay is not the guy that needs to improve. He already has like a ton of confidence and ability. Mm-hmm. The one we actually are following is Forrester, yes. the writer. So it's actually good Will Hunting, but rather than focusing on Will Hunting, it's focusing on the Robert Williams character. Mm. So I think... That's a good read on that. So here's what I think. Gus Van Sant is a weird director. He also made Elephant, which is like one of my favorite... Oh, wow. He made Elephant? He made Elephant. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Wow. He made a, a wide movie... variety of films. I mean, I guess they're probably... Well, except for Psycho. They're all pretty prestigious. Right. Uh, he made Milk, the Harvey Milk Oh, wow. Movie. Okay. okay. He made uh, a movie called uh, Last Days, which was about the last days of uh, the life of Kurt Cobain. And he also huh. made a movie called Jerry, which is awful. Okay. Uh, which so is a wide variety. He's... Wide variety of movies yeah. all over the place. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is I think he... I, so he's been on record saying he made Psycho, the shot for Star remake of Psycho, because he was like, what would happen if you took a movie and you took different actors and a different director, but you shot the movie exactly the same? It was like an experiment. Yeah. yeah. I think he learned something from that, which is like a director and the way the movie like is colored and the actors, it really changes a movie. Even though if the movie looks the same and yeah, yeah. It, it attempts it, to shoot for the same thing. Right. It, it changes. So he's like, what if I make the same movie again? But change the protagonist and like some of the smaller details. Like, what can I gain from that? What's something that we can we yeah. can we can take from that? And so I think that's what he's doing with this movie a and bit. Flip it on the script a little bit, and yeah. also, uh, yeah, change it from to writing. Change the main the actual protagonist, which is probably no. I mean, I would still say I mean, Jamal's the Jamal is the protagonist, yeah, yeah. but he's not the one that really changes. I don't think it's everything. It's yeah. everyone around him that needs. To he change. changes a little bit, but not too much. Right. Like I mean, he's got to learn to be like a little more confident. Pretty much, actually, you know what? I'm thinking he kind of. Now I'm thinking about the movie. He kind of sticks to his guns for the most part. See, that's what I'm saying. I think he's 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 already great. It's it's Forrester. It's fine. It's not it's not uh it's not good, uh therapist Robin Williams. <laughs> and this isn't finding Jamal. That's true. You know, so it's like we're finding Forrester. It's Forrester needs to get out of his comfort zone. You know, that's true. That's um, true. So yeah, so that's what I find interesting about this movie. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good take. I th- I. I pretty much agree with that. I, yeah. I think the where the parts that are weird though. I, I'm curious about the parts that are the weird. The parts that are weird is this definitely is unfortunately because of the way it's written, it definitely comes off as a white savior movie. Oh yeah. And um, I will say it's not as bad as some of the other ones. Yes. But it's still like, okay, all right, sure. There's one part where like Forrester is like being like obviously like racist and then Jamal like confronts him. He's like, "Why are you being fucking racist to me?" And then he's like, "Well, if you couldn't take the racism, then uh, you couldn't you couldn't be a strong writer or some bullshit." And it's like that tough love thing. But yeah. it's like, come on, this is shit Jamal has to do with every fucking day of his life. Well, it's nice. Those actually do. Re- he kind of uh, reconciles that later on. A oh, he does. Bit. Yeah, in, the, in your half. Of the yeah, movie? he's like, oh, I shouldn't do. This I shit. shouldn't have been a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's another. Yeah. It, it, the other thing I feel this movie does, and I mean, I guess it doesn't, it isn't, again, it's it's not the worst example of this, but it's sort of a thing of like, 
oh, Jamal is a very smart black guy, so, like, he can achieve more, and we should feel bad for him because he's in this bad situation. But if he wasn't smart, then we shouldn't. You know, it's, it's sort of sort of thing of, like, oh, well, this innocent uh, black guy got killed by the police, but he played, you know, a, 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 a violin, so we should feel extra bad for him yeah. rather than if he was he's just, just a like, person. a normal guy, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I've, I, but... He's not that's sort of the that is sort of the like push of the movie is that he does have to go to this prestigious college yeah you know it so, is it is hard to wrestle with that but I think because he's just the protagonist and he's and just because he's in this situation yeah. like I, I don't know I don't find that it's not as bad like just like the white savior thing I don't think it's as bad as yeah. some other movies do it's definitely there but it's not as bad yeah yeah because there is the one thing I applaud this movie too is it never it, it continues to go back to Jamal's friends. Like mm-hmm. you see like the friends he goes, you know, he goes to school with that. He has, he doesn't go to school with them anymore. You see his family a lot. Buster Rhymes is his brother. Um, oh, okay. You know, so you get to see like a lot more of the people that he knew growing, growing up. And you know, that at least in my half of the movie, that doesn't go away. And I kind of dig that because mm-hmm. you, you do get the sense of like, you know, these are just like, these aren't people who are as smart as Jamal, but like, they're cool people. They're, they're smart in their own way. Yeah. You know? Like they're just like normal people. And it's like, they're, 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 you know, I would like to hang out with these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they got a, he's got a good support system. Like there. I like Busta in the movie. Busta Rhymes is great in this film. His brother. Yeah. 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 He's really cool. He's really fun. He's really nice. I mean, he doesn't do too much in my movie. Yeah. my half but he, he definitely plays some major role yeah he's just, just like a cool older bro and like he talks in in his half of the movie talks about how he wanted to be a basketball player and he got like a scholarship but you know then he fucked it all up and now he uh is a uh he a parking attendant mm. you know but he still gets sometimes he'll get like a at free the Yan- tickets at the yankees that's stadium right. that's right um what's yankee stadium called it's just yankee stadium i think uh, it's just yankee stadium is it uh, what's wrigley field Oh God! <laughs> I don't know. We got too much. That's the the, the field the gum owns. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. That's it is. Really. Yeah. I don't uh, know who they play for though. I don't, I don't know. know who owns the gums. I can't, I can't keep my uh, my hands on it. It's a wriggling around. Yeah, it's a wriggling around. Yeah, there. it's wriggling out of my grasp here. It makes your breath so minty and fresh. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It, the wriggling gum doesn't make your breath minty. It's isn't just it? for them to chew on, isn't it? I feel like it's not the point of all gum is to make your breath smell good. What? Bubble gum makes your breath smell no, good. No, that should taste good, and you blow bubbles with it. Yeah, but it doesn't make your breath smell. But I don't good. think Wrigley is Wrigley is a chewing gum. I feel like all chewing gum is meant to be like bubble gum is chewing you, gum. No, it's not. But chewing gum is completely different than bubble gum. Bubble gum is a completely what different are you class. Talking? You chew bubble gum. It's chewing gum. It's not chewing gum. Chewing gum is made for chewing. Bubble gum is for blowing. There's two differences. I've looked at this. Look it up. up. You will be. You will be shocked. Okay. And appalled that there are two differences right. between blowing gum. And chewing gum. Apparently, there's a show called Chewing Gum. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Is it sound, sounds. Like it's some British TV sounds show. Sexual. It's a flavored gum for chewing, typically sold in packages of individually wrapped thin strips. Chewing gum. Yes, that's chewing gum. Okay. Bubble so gum is is not that. Bubble gum is it, they they. It doesn't even spe- specify that it's it, for breath. It just says that it's a soft, cohesive substance designed in order to be chewed without being swallowed. I feel like, why would you chew it without having like a nice flavor? You know, to blow bubbles. But that's blow. That's bubble gum. Bubble <laughs> gum. The same thing. No, bubble gum is formulated different, so it can actually withstand trying to blow bubbles with. Have you ever tried blowing bubbles but with chewing gum? It fucking sucks. Bubble gum is chewing gum. Chewing gum is in bubble gum. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Wait. Hold on. I agree. It. Thank you. I'm glad. No, what you say? <laughs> Bubble gum is different than chewing gum. It's completely different. You can chew bubble gum if you want, but it's not chewing gum. You are chewing the bubble gum. <laughs> you were chewing the bubble gum. 
<laughs> the difference between chewing gum and bubble gum is the ability to make bubbles. Yes. Bubble gum contains higher gum base than chewing gum. They're different. Both bubble gum and chewing gum are normally sweetened, and many companies add a type of flavor agent to their gum, I guess. So I get right. There's a difference between the two, but I'm Yes, s- that's but, what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is Okay. All right. Let me change go your on. argument, Mike. Come right, on. I'm Come out with your hot bubble here. gum take. Yeah, move the goalpost. Let me look up what a wriggly gum is. Okay, look up what a wriggly gum is. Wriggly's bubble gum! Wriggly makes bubble gum? Yeah. Okay, that's dude. what they're primarily known I for. I could have been wrong. All right. You know what? That makes sense because I feel like the baseball it, shit is wriggly baseball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Baseball. But they have like those. Oh, it's bazooka I'm thinking of is the one that they always talk about with like bazooka is also like that's bubblegum. Yes. Yeah, that's bubble so is Wrigley. I thought Wrigley, I just in my mind I see them in those little green packages that says Wrigley chewing gum, but oh. maybe they just they probably make both. I mean yeah. it's not like what do they do? Well Wrigley's I think older than like bazooka, right? I think you're right. Wrigley came in like the bags, like the paper bags that you that they ripped open and chewed on. Yeah, I think, that I think you're like right. simulated the look of uh tobacco, I believe. Oh really? I huh. think so. Anyway. Chewing gum. Chew- anyway, what does that have to do with Finding Forrester? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. So the movie opens with Sean Forrester. I would just call him Forrester. I would okay. call him Sean Sean Connery. Uh, Forrester mm-hmm. is watching people out of his window because he is a recluse, a uh-huh. reclusive writer. Uh, and uh, Jamal and his friends uh, who play uh, basketball out in front of the apartment mm-hmm. that uh, Forrester is in have like stories about Forrester. They're like, oh, he killed his wife or he killed somebody. And that's why he's a recluse or whatever. So, so uh, they know he's there then. They see him in the window okay. watching him, but he never comes out. And so but they don't know who he is. No. They just they don't know. Weird old guy. Jay doesn't know who Forrester is until like near my half of the movie. Okay. Uh, near the end of my half of the movie, where he uh is attending the private college, and uh Claire, I think her name is uh Anna, Anna Paquin. Yeah. Um, she shows him uh Jay one of the original printings of the book that Forrester wrote, and it has Forrester's picture in it. Huh. And so that's when he's like, "Oh, you are the guy that wrote this book." Yeah, but that's even before. Wait, what's his picture? Is it old or young? It's an older. It's a younger version of him. How do you know? They look. Sean Connery looks like Sean Connery. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's two stages of Sean Connery. Mm. Like after double seven, double seven, then nineteen ninety Sean Connery, <laughs> where he's bald, has a beard. Well, and uh, I, I feel like they're just they're too separate for me. Probably because well, the hair changed. I was gonna say Jay is not like face blind, so he <laughs> yeah. knows what Sean Connery looks like. Damn. Yeah. I feel uh, so burned. No, it's fine. I'm not face blind. I'm hair blind. You're hair blind. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. It was Sean Connery. Sean Connery was a bald man, right? He wears like primarily. Yeah, he's he's got he got bald in his old age. But yeah. He, you know, he definitely had a head of hair when he was playing James Bond. Oh yeah, no, definitely. But then so later that's on, why I can't he was, recognize. But him. I think in this movie, he's wearing a toupee. I think right to simulate having long like a writer hair. I don't think so. Oh, I thought he didn't. I thought he was still balding, but I don't know. Uh, anyway. Anyways, his hair's not great. Yeah, right. It's old. It's old. He's an old man. He's an old man. Uh, but Jay recognizes him. Uh, but anyway, before all that happens, Jay uh, and his friends are like, hey, Jay, go into his apartment, the recluse's apartment, and take out something and like prove that you were in there. So he does it. But then uh, Forrester freaks him out. He's like, whoa, get out of my apartment. And Jay's like, oh, I'm sorry. So then he, he runs. breaks in. He breaks in, okay. uh, but then Jay leaves his backpack behind, mm. and so then the next day he goes to pick it up. He comes across this guy in a BMW, this white guy who's like nervous about Jay stealing his BMW, and Jay's like, he's like, oh, 
what you don't think i know anything about bmws and then he goes on this long monologue about like the history of the bmw and their jay does jay does because okay. it because jay's a smart guy right right um and so that's sort of to be like oh of course i know about this stuff and then jay's backpack falls from the t- the, the window because uh forrester's like on like the tippity top of this mm-hmm. building yeah, yeah. he like drops a corner too right exactly it's like the what's it the the iron the 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 the, the iron building what's it called flat iron flat iron yes right? i don't think that's the flat iron it isn't the flat iron but it's, but it's like shaped it's, like that it's got one of those rounded corners yeah like whoa that's fancy they it's got like shaped a, like that yeah and so forrester drops jay's backpack jay brings the backpack hope opens it up Find, uh, finds all of his uh, like letters, or not letters, his journals full of his poems, but the poems have been edited and corrected in red mm. pen by Forrester. So he returns to Forrester's apartment to, one, apologize, and then two, to be like, hey, can you edit more of my stuff? I want I want to write more stuff, and then you can edit it and give me feedback. And then Forrester's like, why don't you write 5,000 words about uh, not uh, staying out of my home, he says. So then Jay goes home and does that. And then he comes back and he gives him the huh. 5,000 words. Um, and um, then he opens up his door to allow Jay to come into his his, his house. Right. And um, he gives him the 5,000 words back and uh, because he's edited it now. Right. And so he's like, hey, if you come back here, you can, I'll give you uh, – I'll help you out. I guess I'll, 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 I'll grade your shit. Okay. That'll be what I do. As all this is happening, Jay is doing – He's really good at test taking, apparently, in school, and so uh, he gets a bunch of attention from a private college that offers to have uh, him attend for free, and also uh, he can play for their basketball team. Yeah, uh, he's good at basketball. He's too. very good at basketball, and but there's an asshole on the basketball team. I can't remember his name. Oh shit! Um... I, I don't know what it's called. He's some asshole dickbag, though. Um, Coldridge. Coldridge, I don't know. There's two guys. There's like two. There's like three people at the college that we know. Well, I guess four. There's the teacher played by F. Marie Abraham mm-hmm. from. Uh, um, it's called Amadeus. Mr. Crawford, I believe. Yes. Okay. He was a. He's a failed writer. Yes. He used to. He 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 tried to write one book, couldn't get it uh, uh, published, and so then he eventually just becomes a teacher and dashes the dreams of young writers. Damn. Um, and then you've got Claire played by Anna Paquin, who is this girl who uh, takes a shine to Jay. And, um, you know, but she's from like a rich background, high society kind yeah, of place, yeah, yeah. hoity toity. And then you've got um, the bad guy on the basketball team who's a piece of shit. And then you've got this other guy named John, who's like this like white dude with like blonde hair. And he kind of looks like not uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. OK, so that's Coldridge who I was thinking. Of. OK, uh, so there you go. And then that's about my half of the movie. Yeah, so he got into this call. He got into this this place, right? Right. And he's just he's going now there. Is he adjust? Is he have any issues adjusting, or is just? Like- uh, okay. Well, there's one part where he goes to a uh, event uh, after uh, a basketball uh, 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 like thing, uh, a, a match, a basketball mm-hmm. match. Is that what it is? It's a. It's a. I don't know. What, what, uh, basketball what, game. Game. Yeah, I think that's it's probably game. better. Right. He goes to this hoity-toity like big house full of a bunch of like white people. And, you know, he sort of, like, flirts with Anna Paquin a bit. But then Anna Paquin's dad sees him flirting ah. with her. And he's very uncomfortable with Anna Paquin flirting with this guy. Uh, there's this one part where Anna Paquin, she says, you know, oh, you know, we have a test about, you know, who uh, met, who introduced um, Sherlock and Watson, just blah, 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 basically, like, okay. very minor shit in books. 
And then Jay's like, oh, hey, I know that. Here, this will help you out so you don't have to worry about that test tomorrow. Here's one answer for you, basically, hmm. to sort of prove to Anna Paquin's dad that, like, he's a smart guy. But obviously, like, that's not what Anna Paquin's dad is no. worried about. It's the it's color of his skin. Yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's that. There's also the fact that, like, because he's no longer attending his old school with his friends, his friends feel like he's growing away from them. Uh-huh. Um, and real feels and so jay doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere like yeah. he's just sort of like i gotta impress people here and it's then like when that, i go back to the place like yeah. everyone wants to be impressed by me it's like that jughead storyline where he has to go to the south uh south side, south side serpents school just like that just, just like just that like, same same thing yeah more or less and, um and then wait there's one more thing i gotta okay, tell yes. you about there's one more part where uh jay is uh being taught how to write by forrester but by doing this, Forrester's basically just like, hey, here's here's something I wrote. Just uh, just write it verbatim, word for word, so that you can write it. Because he's basically just like, you gotta get the rhythm down, you know. You gotta you gotta type it out oh, and just okay. like feel the, your your hands on the keys. And so he's doing it, and then he's doing it very like shyly. And then uh, 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 he's like, Forrester's like, oh, you're not doing it right. You gotta hit the keys, goddammit. <laughs> and so then he does it. And then he says the infamous line, You're the man now, dog. Now I know the context of him. Yeah, I never knew that was from that. Yeah, it's from this movie. This is why I wanted to see the movies, because I wanted to know the context of You're the man now, dog. I knew it's from this movie. It's funny because it makes sense, because that's about when that website came up, Mm -hmm. right? It was around this time. Around that same time, around 2000. The You're the man now, dog website, where it was basically just so that you could take audio and pictures and put them online. Just put together and you just watch them loop. There you go. Honestly, early GIFs. It was Kinda. weird hearing that line because it felt like because I had heard that line out of context so many times, seeing it in the movie, it felt like it had been edited in. Like it didn't feel like it belonged in the movie. <laughs> I get that though. Yeah. Like you hear it so often, you're like, that's the words. Wait, this is wrong. Did, does he say it in your half of the movie? Nope. Not at all. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry. Sorry that's okay. To, yeah, I got the, the crappy majesty. half. Yeah. Clearly, clearly. Crappy half? Clearly yeah. the crappy half because there wasn't the other man now. Oh, no, I see. It. No, it just it sounds fine. Yeah. Um, so let's see, where am I at? So I was like What's going on? I just biggest thing, biggest mystery for me coming in halfway through this movie. What was, is this movie about? Is kind of well, yeah. So that and Jamal, I didn't know how he met Forrester. Oh. I didn't know why they're together. Why they're working with you? At first, I thought he was his caretaker or something. And oh. I was also like, I'll help you write while you help me through college because I'm rich or something. That'd I don't be know. cool. Honestly, but the biggest criticism I have on my half of the movie is their friendship feels forced, like their companionship. Yeah, like. Jamal breaks into his house and then Forrester reads his notes and then edits it. And then Jamal's like, I'm going to go back to that place. Like, it all feels very contrived, you know? It does feel a little contrived. I can buy it. I can buy into it, but it does feel a little goofy. It makes more sense that, like, Forrester... Because Forrester has somebody that drops groceries off for him. So what if it's, like, Jamal needed an extra, like, some extra cash? And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll bring food to like some like recluse white guy yeah you know yeah that'd make a little more sense but then how would he leave his books there or whatever like how does he end up getting writing like he's tired because he's overwhelmed by school and work he just leaves his books or whatever yeah and then one day forrester's like oh i read your books you you young whippersnapper you maybe it's trying to be like well white people even if someone commits quote-unquote crime on them they can accept this person as well Mm. once they see how intelligent they are yeah i don't know that's what i'm worried about as well yeah that's what (laughs) yeah well Anyway, so... Um, Do we ever get to hear his poetry? They keep talking about how good a writer Jay is, Yes, but, okay. at the very end. Okay, because um, that's my biggest problem, is, like, I feel like writers will write characters that are good writers, but the writer in that writer's 
written work is only as good as the writer writing it. It's much easier to fake math. Yeah, exactly. Because you could just be like, I don't know, I'm just going to ask a mathematician, what's some crazy thing you can't figure out? And they're like, I don't know this. And you put it up there and you're done. Exactly. It's not like writing where it's like, oh shit, you know the thing I do all the time? I have to do extra good in this part. I have to do really well, yeah. Um... Okay, so let's see. Uh, he's being scolded for saying ain't. He's like, I don't, you know, I wanted you to speak proper grammar and all oh, this stuff boy. like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's like making fun of him. Jamal's like, well, I want to know what the neighborhood was like back in the day when people actually read your book. And he's like, damn. Read my book? What did you say? And then uh, obviously he challenges him to go find the book. He can't find it anywhere. It's already sold out of, the, or it's on hold at the library. Can't get it there. Can't find any to buy. Mm. And um, yeah, so they start. Wait, the book that he. Forrester's book. Because it's sold out? Yeah, he can't get it. It's sold out everywhere. So. Oh, is that what he's saying? Is like people still read my book? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he's trying to say. Like, see, okay. It's so hard to get. It's still on demand. Mm, let me see. Um, what is it about? What is it about? I don't know. <laughs> they never mention it. <laughs> like, clearly he's like based off like a J.D. Salinger type. Sure. You know J.D. Salinger is. No, I don't. It's Catcher in the Rye. The guy that oh, wrote okay. Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. I thought he was more like a Harper Lee. Mainly because oh. he, the thing, I don't know if you knew this, but that's the only book he ever wrote. She. But I'm, no, but I'm saying Forrester. Yes, I knew that. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, he never wrote another book, so I kind of thought it was like a Harper Lee thing, or mm. just like, uh, I mean, at the time, Harper Lee didn't write anything. Right. She got a new book later. Right. Um, but, but same thing with J.D. Salinger. J.D. Salinger oh, really? only wrote Catcher in the Rye, uh, like a couple of essays, but Catcher in the Rye is the only book he ever that read, makes wrote, stu- and then he became a massive recluse until his death. That makes that probably matches more. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know anything about him. I, okay. I never read Catcher in the Rye. Me neither. I've just heard about it. Mm. There are a bunch of phonies out there. <laughs> All right, so um, he's talking about a key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift, even though he never married, or is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> I don't know. We watched you watched this on Amazon, right? Yes. Okay. So then let's talk about this. IMDb because we TV. watched it on Amazon, but it's. It's from IMDb yes. TV, which has ads. Well, so the worst ads. Uh, unexpected gift at an unexpected time. Cut to an ad. <laughs> but then what actually cut to was Anna Paquin being, oh, this is so unexpected. And it's a gift from Jamal to her uh, Forrester's book, signed. And she's like, whoa, you got a sign- signed copy? Whoa. This costs so much money. You have to take this back. He's like, no, it wasn't much. Maybe they just mistake it at the bookstore. Because mm. he can't Because re- he doesn't want to reveal. I was just yeah. like, you... Mentioned, didn't mention the fact that he can't reveal that he a, knows Forrester, Forrester yes. or knows right. anything about him. Yes. And he also agreed to not anything he writes in this like workshop can't area, leave. He can't leave. It has to stay there. That's right. Which I didn't know and I was very confused when stuff Sorry about that. Off. I should have mentioned that. It's okay. I, it wouldn't have helped me when I was watching the movie. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so she's like, oh, did you when you took me back to my place, we started learning basketball. Like, does that mean you like me or really like me? And he's like, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter what I think. It's what your dad thinks. Oh. She's like, why does everything have to be so black and white with you? And I'm like, what, you, what the fuck? What well, it's <laughs> the society that this poor kid's grown up in. It's, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. And a pack. You know, well, nothing. of course, she's you know living in a place of privilege. So Yeah. I don't know about her character. Cause yeah, I was thinking the same like, thing. I don't know why she's in this, to be honest. Because they don't even. Love interest. But they don't even do anything at the end. They don't even get together at the end. Oh, yeah, good they, for them. They just kind of like our friends. They just sit next to each other and they're like, yeah, that's, that's cool. It. It's just weird. Though, you know why? Though? Because the, he he needs a friend there. I guess. But I guess John is could it be his friend, right? Yeah, he's hardly in it though. I don't think he really sees him though. It's gotta mm. be a girl though, because you gotta put that love interest. In. Yeah, that's right. It's, even though it wasn't a love interest. It's weird. It's yeah. a weird, a weird choice on their part. I don't think it adds anything. To yeah. Really. yeah. 
Um, so well, maybe you, it's just about like she's being friendly, but she does come from a place. Yeah, of maybe privilege. It's just, uh, even like no one understands her, even the student or understands Jamal, even, even friends of his, even people. Yeah, on yeah. the same level of him. Of course, the professors don't, but right. like, students don't either. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there's allegations that Jamal has plagiarized Ooh. from Mr. Crop Crawford. Crawford. Yes, that's he's, he's the evil professor. Yes, that's right. Uh, he's like we must plagiarize, and then the head of the school was like i don't know i don't he just wrote a good thing he wrote it really good he's like mm, considering where he came from i don't know oh. it came like it started off like okay and then he suddenly started writing so much better it's really strange <laughs> he's just a basketball player from the bronx yeah i'm like oh, okay yeah okay well well um, there we go mask off yeah mask off here's what he is yeah um Let's see. Forrester says he doesn't want to write another book because he doesn't like critics trying to figure out what he's trying to say, so he never wrote again. Mm. Um, there's a scene... That didn't stop David Lynch. That's <laughs> true. I don't know what this scene meant, Okay. but Jamal took a long time looking through all of Forrester's old stuff, like old pictures of him when he was in the war and all the stuff that like, someone talks about. Um, while Forrester's just drunk, passed out, mm-hmm. and he's like, here's a blanket. It's a really long scene. I guess it was to give context to... L- we don't know anything about Forrester's life. Okay. And, okay, so there's one thing I know about the book is that it is about a pilot in the war. Uh, and everyone thinks that the pilot okay, in the war is a representation of Forrester, but Jamal thinks it's a friend of Forrester's. Huh. So I think that's what that is to... Maybe there's pictures of, like, Forrester with another guy... Kinda, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's don't know. that's basically interesting. My guess. Hmm. This is this he is the fun he... of watching a movie half and half. Yeah, I know. You know? He did say hmm. he did say he never married, obviously, but he did learn a few things along the way. Hmm. So I don't know, maybe. Don't know. So let's see. He goes. Okay, so now he takes Jamal takes Forrester out. They're gonna go with a gun. See... No, yeah, <laughs> time's up, kid. <laughs> He goes to a Yankee game, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which he's what a what a bad option! Like, right, like out of all the recluse things... guy who doesn't like going out. Let's take him to the most loud, oh. obnoxious. Oh, it is so crowded. It gave me anxiety just seeing how crowded <laughs> it was. Not just because of COVID, just because it's literally overwhelming. Overwhelming. There's so yeah. many people, and he seems to be doing okay. But then Jamal goes to get a program, and of course, Forrester gets lost in the crowd. He finds a little quarter. He starts crying, mm. and for, uh, Jamal finds him, like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You know, let's." Scope. Oh, he finds him in the he, crowd? He fi- Finding Forrester? Yeah, he found him. Finally. The movie's yeah, over. That's good. He found him. Right. Um, no, he was under like the stairs or something, crying. The so. movie, the last light of the movie is him going, you found me. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. He winks at the camera. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, the circle like turns to a pinpoint on his eye. <laughs> it like iris into his yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then um, he's like, I'm sorry. Let's go somewhere else. Then. I got one last stop. It's on the way home. We'll just go there real quick. Mm. And so he takes him to um, Yankee Stadium for his birthday, which is because he got he can go in there because his brother works His brother there. works the parking lot. He's like, why are, why are we here? And he's like, well, it's your birthday. He's like, well, I, you know my birthday. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, yeah, I looked up in the almanac. They didn't even put you in the dead section yet. He was like, ha-ha, very funny. And then um, he talks about how, like, every um, – Every game, him and his brother would go and see the Yankees play. Mm-hmm. They'd see it every time. But then his brother went off to the war, and then he came back and wasn't the same. So then he drank a lot. His brother did, and it 
he drove home and died in a, a drunk driving accident. But the thing that was wild. Wait, who died? His brother. His brother's alive. Forrester's brother? Oh, I thought we were talking about oh, Jamal sorry. this time. <laughs> Forrester's <laughs> brother. Okay. Um, talks about how he died. And um, uh, the thing that struck Forrester the most is he went there to talk to the nurse while she's doing nurse things. And all the nurse could say is, like, I really loved your book. Oh. And he's just like, I don't care about that. My brother's, like, dying and, like, dead in the other room, basically. Like, So he's lost threat. interest in writing because he doesn't see the point of it. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much that. Um, yeah, that's a shame. And I thought that was really good. And he's like, well, thanks for taking me this, Jamal. Thank you for all the birthday stuff. Aww. And uh, How do you like their chemistry, these two? I think it's pretty good. Right? I think uh, Apparently, the actor playing Jamal, like, he wasn't a like a trained actor but oh, really? Gus Van Sant liked his just like whole vibe like he liked the like the way he spoke and how he carried himself mm-hmm. and so he was just like oh yeah you get the lead I guess wow yeah I mean sometimes you just nail it you don't even have to do even new trying that's true just perfectly cast that's right all you have to do is act naturally yeah and he did that and I don't know yeah I like him and They're him and good. Anna Paquin feel really like real and like him and uh and uh Forrester Sean Connery yeah feel. all the acting in this movie is really good yeah yeah really solid very natural um, yeah so then, let's see. Mr. Crawford tells him, and is like, hey, man, um, can't believe you've been suddenly, like, I'm going to talk to you about it now, but so, uh, have you been suddenly gifted with a new gift since you got here? I don't know. I'm going to have to make sure you're not plagiarizing this, so I'm going to give you a test, and you're going to have to write it in my office. Mm. And... um. He goes back. What an awful person. Like, yeah. why would you, like, signal out this dude who's just probably just a gifted writer? Well, that's the thing. And at the worst, somewhat plagiarist. Yeah. He goes back to uh, Forrester and is just like, I can't believe he did this. He's like, oh, I know about Crawford. Uh, he sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. I don't think he would have picked on you if you were one of the other students, obviously. But, mm. you know, of course. He's a racist. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, tells a little story about Crawford, uh, how he was trying to write other books. He was trying to write a book about four authors mm. because he can't write himself. Mm. So he was one of the only ones alive. Forrester was. He was going to write about him. And um, this was a little confusing, but what happened was it sounded like Crawford approached him to write something for his book, but then I think he Forrester came into the publisher and was like, I'll write a second book. And they're like, oh, we'll just bit just completely threw oh. his book out the window and really wanted uh forrester's, forrester's second book, book even yeah. though he was never gonna write it right and so the other guy's book never got published because of that oh. which is kind of a dick move but also i don't know if he did it see i think he probably not. was more like i will write for this book and the publishers heard that as like i'm going I, to write a new book yeah you're right i think that might have been it and, and so just waited he for that. didn't mean to do it but wound up fucking up that guy anyway whoops yeah so they have this whole contest going on that's kind of a building up in the background where jamal has to present a paper in front of the class mm. Um, Sean Connery, of course, Forrester thinks it's stupid that you have to read out loud because the only people who read out loud are those trying to get laid. Read their own <laughs> book out loud. And Sean Connery is not one trying to get laid, no. apparently. Not in this movie. Yeah, I guess not. He's, he's, he's done enough of that. <laughs> he's a tired old man. So um, this whole thing's been building up. So he turns in the paper to the contest, but the thing is that he turned in one of the works that he adapted from Forrester's. Sh- from Forrester's. So he had the, even the writing prompt and everything. Oh. So he turned so that So that could in. be considered plagiarism. Exactly. Oh. So then... Um, uh, Col- just like just how this movie could be considered plagiarism for Goodwill Hunting. That's very true. Unless he got permission from the author. Yeah. Apparently. Oh. So then... Um, uh, let's see. Some boring stuff about... Oh, so 
basically Jamal challenges him in class about how much knowledge he has about quoting b- literature. Okay. And Crawford, of course, loses because Jamal knows everything. He's really <laughs> uh, I I believe that Jamal's a smart guy, but like Crawford is like a like a college. Like they're not professor. in college though. Oh right, they're that's like the thing that threw me off. Is I didn't know they're in college. Cause they go they're like, in a private wow, high school. Jamal yeah. is sixteen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is some intense shit for sixteen year olds. <laughs> it really is, right? It's, it's just I cannot imagine attending a school like that at like sixteen. It's just like Jughead School, man. When they had a whole call, and then I was hoping Stop for comparing this movie to jump out of a window and kill himself, and then they called a murder. Stop comparing this movie. <laughs> this great movie. To fucking Riverdale. Not even one of the good seasons. <laughs> there are no good seasons. Yeah, but there's better seasons than that one. <laughs> Fair. So, um, anyway, he gets he gets called to the principal's office, I guess. I don't know. The head of the school. And they're like, hey, seasons of face perfection. The thing you wrote, uh, we're just giving you a chance to acknowledge if you took it from any of the writers or anything. I'm like, okay, well, anyway, here's this... Here's this essay from Forrester that has the exact same title and the first paragraph, mm. but the rest is completely different. You did a great job making the rest of them, but you took the first two. And I'm like, wait, so if it's only one paragraph, that's I guess not that's that a, bad. That's what I would think, but they're like, we're going to have to, you're like, going to. I could make the argument like I was referencing that work, you know, like I could just be right. Like, you know, like but he, but he can't even reference it though. Cause he's supposed to not give any um, ground to saying that he knows Forrester. Right. But he could just say, like, I've, I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I think he could just this say. This is it. bullshit. This is contrived as well. Yeah, a little contrived. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what's even more contrived is he's like, now what you have to do to make this better is you have to write a f- uh, essay apologizing to all the students and read it in class. Like, Damn. apologize to all the students for all the harm you did. What? What harm? What harm? You didn't do any harm. <laughs> anyway. Uh. He writes it. No, he doesn't. Oh, he, he doesn't. refuses to. He's like, no, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. Well, good for him. Yeah. See, he doesn't really have a lot of character to really grow, except just that he has to. Well, he's like in the he's like bit. the Paddington. The Paddington, where like Paddington knew all along the right thing to do, and yeah, it's yeah. everyone else that needed that's to figure out true. what's going on. Like Jamal, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. He's a smart kid. He's trying know? his best out here. Yeah, exactly. He's confident, self-assured. So he goes to Forrester. He's like, I'm not gonna write this letter. Forrester's like, just write the letter. <laughs> and he's like, Why don't you give me permission? Let them tell me. That you gave me permission to use that first paragraph, so it's not plagiarism. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I can't go outside. He's like... He went also, to a game. Well, I know, but he's not going to go outside to help someone. Oh, right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> Also, birthday. he's like, also, why did you submit something in here that you wrote? You weren't supposed to <gasps> do that. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. So he's pissed off about that. And he's like, well, why don't you do, you know, why don't you do something nice for someone instead of just do, staying inside all the time? And he says, it's fine. Jamal says, it's fine. I'm so used to people letting me down anyway. It's, Damn! It's okay. He's like, wow, this, this self-pity shit's stupid. And he's like, listen, fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm out of here. I don't need this anymore. So he just leaves and pieces out. Um, and then, uh, I don't know his friends. His friends appear. He's like, I see some dudes playing basketball. They seem upset with him. Kind of like distant from him. That's it. That's right. Yeah, and then on the day of the friends. championship, he goes up and the coach is like, hey, listen. So we got an offer. We got an idea. Right before the championship, he says, what if we're giving you a huge workload? What if we cut down on the academics and just have you focus on basketball? Fuck that yeah, I know. shit. Fuck you. Yep. So he just focus more on sports. And so he plays, of course, plays the championship game. I don't think he accepts it. Mm. He plays the championship game. And it comes down to, of course, him 
on free throws at the very end. Right, of course. <laughs> he has to make two or one shot in. He misses both of them. And he did the that game. on purpose Maybe. because he didn't want to get the like academic scholarship. He'd rather be a writer. Maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> so then he, you never know. Like he never tells you. Oh. Uh so he's defeated. He gets really upset and writes Forrester a letter. And at this point, Forrester's kind of like figuring himself out a little bit. I think he got mm-hmm. like having someone actually stand up to him and tell him like he doesn't need call him. Call him out on his fucking yeah, shit. Because he everyone's like worships Forrester basically. And right. he's like, I don't care. Like I'm just gonna do my own thing. Which is funny because that's all Forrester's ever wanted is somebody who saw him as like a person rather than like a famous writer, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So that he starts getting stuff together, starts cleaning up, starting riding his bike around town. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so the Jamal's brother finds a note to Forrester mm. that he never delivered. He wrote it right after the game and was so flustered. And you know, his brother like reads it and is like, what the hell? And delivers it to Forrester. And his brother's like, man, this kid has a great head on his shoulder and you just abandoned him. Like all he wanted was some guidance and everything. I can't believe he did this. Here's his dumb letter, you idiot. <laughs> um, so let's see. That's the day of the readings of the contest. And of course, Forrester can't say anything because he's plagiarized. So he's sitting there, got there early, yeah, ready to go, sitting there. And, um, I'm sorry, Jamal couldn't read anything. Now Forrester appears. Right, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know who you are because no one knows. Because nobody him. recognizes him. They're and all just a room of Ethan's. Yeah, they all now can't see. His hair's different. He's old. <laughs> um, but then he starts talking. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm Mr. Forrester here. I'm that guy on the wall because they have a whole wall of famous writers. And mm. he's on there. It's just a picture of him and James, looking like James Bond. Real funny to me. I think that is kind of funny. That's probably how Jamal recognized him, is that we, as an audience, recognize young Sean Connery, you know? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, um, it's like, so he reads a essay about finding family, and of course he, you know, unannounced, he of course gets to do all this stuff. Everyone just rolls out the red carpet for him, like, of course, of course you can read. Reads, this, reads a story about finding family and like losing family and how you can find your own finding force find your own family together and you can find Forrester. It didn't say that. Like, <laughs> so of course Calder's just like after the thing is everyone claps and Calder's like, Wow, that was amazing. We should all aspire to writing like that. And Jamal was the one that wrote it. What do we owe the honor to? And he's like, Well, I spoke here because a friend who I was protecting a friend I'm finally protecting a friend who always protected me uh-huh. while I failed to protect him. The words I spoke were not mine. They were Jamal Walsh's words. Oh. Everyone's like, wow, good job, Jamal. Everyone likes Jamal now. That's fucking bullshit, yeah. bro. Fuck Which that. Which I was like, uh, okay. Fuck your pity shit. I know. Um, it would if I if if he if fucking Jamal had read it, nobody would have liked it. Yeah, probably. Or d- wouldn't have listened. Wouldn't have cared as much, right? Fuck that, man. It sucks. But I guess I kind of, in some ways, this is the kind of best better way to do a white savior thing because it's like i'm using your words in the platform that you guys wouldn't listen to and i'm i'm shining a spotlight on someone he's being an ally yeah he's he's lifting up the words exactly that would not yeah i wouldn't so i'm like that's kind of it's a little white savior but it's like better way of doing it yeah instead of just being like i fixed everything and now i'm not racist anymore Yeah, exactly come into my my house yeah yeah um Let's go travel the south of America, yeah. pianist. Man. Yeah, I'll, I'll teach you how to eat fried chicken. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Uh, so That's a, a, an Oscar-winning movie. An Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> Best picture winning. Dark time. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Bye. <laughs> like, I can't. This is a great, great time, but uh, I'm going to go to my homeland. And Jamal's like, oh, Ireland? He's, 
He's like, no, Scotland, for God's sake. He's like, Aww. I'm just messing with you. But I'm ching. So then um, the next scene, it goes, cuts to senior year, and he's hanging out, and then he gets called into a room by a lawyer. You're like, oh, shit, lawyer, what's happening? I thought it was going to go to like a new school or like college or something because mm. senior year. But the lawyer is played by Matt Damon. <laughs> What? Yeah. This is so stupid. <laughs> no, I was like, what? It took me out of the movie so much. <laughs> why is it Matt Damon? What? Why not? I mean, I mean, I guess why not? Why but... not? It doesn't really matter except the fact that we know Goodwill Hunting exists. Right, exactly. So he's the legal Pete, represent- That totally took many people out of the movie. Like, people were watching Fighting Forrester, all of a sudden fucking Matt Damon shows up. I know. Ugh, God. Get uh, your ass out of here. So he's like, I'm the legal representative of William Forrester. He's like, oh, how's he doing? He's like, well, turns Dead. out he died from cancer. He's had it for a few years. What? Yeah. So apparently he was dying at that same time, it sounded like. What? Okay. So the way you were saying this, I thought this was like immediately after the reading. It's pretty. No, no, no. I said after senior. It's now senior year. Oh, okay. I see what you're so saying. So it's been doing. like a year yeah. or so. Um since then okay so now Forrester's dead so now Forrester's dead and of course this old man gives him all his, his house I mean he doesn't have any living kids or anything right. he got a new family which them all and uh, gave him all his stuff so his parents his mom and uh, brother could move into his house mm-hmm. and he gets an old note from Forrester Forrester that says like thank you for help you know I thought I was there to help you achieve your dream turns out you were actually there to help you achieve my dream I've done so much that I want to do uh within this last year that it's it's really brought me true happiness when I could have just not had it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this part where he's playing, Jamal's playing basketball with his friend again. That seems to be good friends now. And he says, I can't watch the eyes this time. Does that make any sense? Did he mention anything like that before? Yeah, that was, uh, he, that was a tip he gave when playing basketball so that you can see where the player is going. So if you're playing good uh. defense or offense. You watch their eyes to see, like, to lead them. Okay. You know, so okay. they can uh, block them from reaching the basket. Interesting. I believe okay. that's what he's referencing. Hmm. Okay. Why? Because that's just something he said, and I didn't know what it meant. Okay. <laughs> he's just like, I can't watch the eyes anymore. I'm mm. like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm. Mm. So anyway, uh, it's then a nice shot of him playing basketball, and the camera pans over to see a manuscript written by Forrester with a forward by Jamal. Mm. And it sounds like he's just going to publish all because he had a whole bunch of work. Right, that he never, never published. published. And he's just going to publish it now. And that's the end of the movie. Oh. That's the end of the movie. That's a cute film. It's a cute little film. Yeah. I think it's nice. I think, you know, for something that came out in 2000, holds up pretty well. But also, a little dated. Feels Not as dated as I thought it would well, be. Well, uh, uh, in my like, mind. It feels like a 2000 movie. Like, the way it looks. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right about <laughs> the that. The music. The music, yeah. yeah. It, it feels dated in that I didn't respect. know that ukulele cover of uh, Over the Rainbow came oh. out in 2000. I thought it was way newer than that for some reason. <laughs> and I felt kind of old. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was it was fine. It was a fine little film. It's a fine, it's a cute film. I think it's Pretty nice. Pretty offensive, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, although yeah. he says the fuck. Says, oh, yeah. There's a, there's a scene earlier where he says, uh, where he's in his room and there's people having sex next to him. And you hear a girl going like, oh, fuck. <laughs> It'd be a little weird to watch with your parents. A little bit. A yeah, little yeah. you want to pop in. Oh, there's this like calm little film with Sean Connery fighting Forrester. Let's pop this on for mom and pop. And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, you know, a whole someone's sex. having sex. Someone's having but you're not seeing sex. it. You're just hearing it. But yeah, it's still it's a still comfortable awkward. situation. Yeah. But if it, you just walk out of the room and that happens, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you <laughs> you'll leave. avoid it. Yeah, just you just, I up. just say, like, I got to go to the bathroom right now. Is it done? 
<laughs> no, you could hear it. Oh, yeah. You could hear right. the moaning. That's you're like, point. okay, I can walk in now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty inoffensive. Pretty I, I, yeah, harmless. I, overall, I, I liked it. I don't think it's as good as Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, well, the problem with comparing the two is like Goodwill Hunting has Robin Williams, which I think like he kills in that movie. That's you true. know, John Curry is very good in this movie. But he's not Robin Williams. He's not Robin Williams. Robin Williams brings so much heart to that. Like, I feel like Sean Connery in this movie, like, at least in my half, he's so, like, reserved. I don't know. Like, I never get a, a sense of... I can never... Oh, get... really? He does some really good acting in my half. Where yeah, you got to see him cry. I mean, he's, like, crying under the uh, staircase and, yeah. like, getting emotional and, like, telling Jamal off and stuff like that. And, yeah. You I, know, I, he's I... being cold... As a way of protecting right, himself, right? Obviously, um, um, which like, is what good, which is what Will did in Goodwill Hunting. Exactly, exactly. Because um, well, I would say that I think I prefer like Jamal to Will in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, but I prefer Robert Williams to Sean Connery. So like, if they were to make like Goodwill Hunting with like the guy who plays Jamal as Will Hunting, uh-huh. fucking incredible that film. Would be great, yeah, yeah that would be great. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so I, I definitely, obviously, the movie deserves comparison because uh same director pretty, yeah. pretty much the same film um but you know i, I don't know it was there are different things they're different, they different things. Things. it was just fine i think also they really just didn't need ann paquin's character in there at all yeah she really didn't seem to add anything really or his friend john like i swore i thought john was gonna be a way bigger part in this movie at least john kind of like represents him getting distant from his his other friends yeah maybe that's what it's for like him to be distant from his friends and still not but being she able to really like disappears in your half of the movie basically right pretty her much and, like she, she's just there to watch uh forrester read his speech out loud and be like yeah. wow pat is back that's it yeah See, not that's really like not really any character stuff there Nothing goes from there, so... Yeah. Well, whatever. It but, was fine. Yeah. It's a fine movie. Would you recommend it? It's on Amazon Prime. You get to watch it with ads. Oh, the ads. They're so bad. The ads are so... They're also, like, 90 seconds long. They're really long. They're really long, and they're so poorly, like, timed. Like, yeah, they yeah. seem to happen, like, in the middle of a line sometimes. Yes. Yeah. They're really bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd recommend it. I yeah. think it's a good little yeah. movie. It's a charming little film. It's cozy. It's perfect word for it it's, it's very cozy. cozy it's very cozy it's fall feels. this would be on like a hallmark channel oh come on it's better than a hallmark <laughs> well i mean like a good hallmark yeah movie. yeah it's like yeah, oh like we're gonna plane and tall or something yeah 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 um, uh but yeah it's fine yeah it's nice that's good acting yeah good good directing a little dated a little dated but, but you know it definitely is holds up for the most part no which yeah. is what i was worried about like yeah me too yeah honestly seeing a, a white savior narrative with kind of like being a good ally is also something that is kind of... You don't see very often. No, you don't see that very often yeah. at all. Well, I think that's what I liked about the movie. My favorite parts of the movie were just, like, Jamal hanging out with his friends or, like, Busta, like, just fucking around, like, with his mom. Uh, like, I loved all the, like, like slice-of-life stuff. Like, I, I really enjoyed I, yeah, that stuff. I liked it, it felt when, very real. Yeah, I liked it when him and um, Forrester were just shooting the shit. Yeah. Just kind of, like, talking. Not even talking about, like, writing stuff or exercises or lessons. I'm just being, just like... chatting. Yeah, like... I like that stuff a yeah. lot. That good, good dialogue, good natural dialogue. Yeah, well, I always wonder if there's a lot of improv in it too. You Maybe know? just like natural, like because imp- like the Busta stuff, the Busta Rhyme stuff didn't feel like written. It felt like they were just like, oh, work on this, you know, like let's oh, do something there. Here's you know? the situation. What can you do with it? Because like he's like a rapper, you know, and like he's really yeah. he's known for his like lyrics and stuff. So like he, he's got to be quick on the draw, you know. That's so, true. That's um, true. But yeah, so uh, it was fine. It was good. Neat I like I like parts of it. Yeah. Um, I, it sounds like the second half might be a little stronger. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say. I definitely would tell where the conflict really happens. Yeah, I guess honestly, that's what I, most honestly, of the stuff I didn't even like, watching it. The only thing I really was missing was like how they meet. That's all I cared about. And Everything it wasn't else. that strong. Their meeting. I'd yeah, say. it's just kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, well, guys, if you have any uh, inoffensive '90s movies to recommend to us, <laughs> this is 2000s. 2000, 2000. Apologies. Uh, email us at email at the podcast.com. Uh, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if the first paragraph is plagiarized. And, oh, no. Yeah. And if you want to find us on social, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and on YouTube. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, that was Finding Forrester. Uh, and. Um, now yeah. we're going to go find ourselves. Then we're going to go find, we're going to go walk in the forest and get lost. Um, is the bear shit in the forest? Or- what?